Hot ale. It ain't about you. It's about the beer. I think I need another drink to stop my suffering. Tell me what did I drink last night? This is WEMF Radio. 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 WEMF Sweet. Hey, I'm Pat P. And I'm Adam Willis. And I'm just Johnny. And this is the Geek Down on WEMF Radio. Leaping forward bionically. Leaping forward bionically. Can you leap backwards bionically? That's what I want to know. No, I don't think so. No? Okay, you know it takes a lot out of me. Backwards bionically, yeah. I was trying to, you just can't really do the Steve Austin backwards, and it just kind of sounded like, um, who did that? Was that, uh, was that, was that Curly? Or was that Shemp? That was a Shemp. It was a Shemp. Something like right? Shemp uh, from the Three Stooges have an asthma attack. <laughs> if you could time travel, would you go forward in time to the future or in the back to relive something and do something differently? See, that's a tough question because I would, I personally would definitely go forward. Okay. But I know I don't want, I don't want to experience anything, anything that goes that, that, that's backwards. Even to know, change something? That. No, no, no. To mess with it? A little no, bit? no, no. It's it's been done. They had their chance. But if I right. go forward, that world doesn't want me. You know, I'm, I'm not going to know. <laughs> They're the not ready for two of you. Well, think about this way. Dude, it doesn't matter the distance. If someone jumped forward yeah. from uh, from 2000 to now, yeah, 17 years. 17 years is nothing, right? Right. But they, but an iPhone would blow their mind. You know, and like, iPhone, Outcast still performing? Speed of like, the no. Like, damn it. Okay, well, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Some, some things still true. What about that rapper Jay-Z? When did he retire? How'd that go down? You know, yeah. so stuff like that, man. Uh, but, um, you're right. The iPhone would be like, is this it? This is the only thing you got? Is you got a, a phone that you can carry around, though, and it's the entire internet? Well, okay. Like, now, I still got this box computer at my house? Well, no, yeah, you're, you're looking at it from that perspective. Think about it from the perspective of someone from 2007. Yep. 2007, oh, my God, this phone that doesn't have buttons and can yep. interact with, it's going to revolutionize the world 10 years later what you still on iPhones yep. what the hell's wrong with you <laughs> it's like what? wow everyone's depressed in the future yeah seriously Dude, <laughs> why is everyone so sad well ADHD seems to have taken a backseat to clinical depression everyone's depressed everyone's now. depressed everyone's on pills and uh, something to make them less anxious yeah you know, the man, things that are bringing us uh, together supposedly are really just making us crazy and sad oh, if only I could have bought stock in Adderall like, you know, uh, 15 years ago. <laughs> we could have retired on so, that Money. For real. Yeah, yeah. No joke. All right, but nothing this has anything to do with what we're talking <laughs> about today. We have, dude, I got reviews for Need for Speed Payback. So we all been waiting for that one. Well, no, I, I've been waiting for that <laughs> one. Now, all I'll say is uh, that delivery was more exciting than the game itself. <laughs> um, speaking of exciting, dude, Johnny. You, yeah. my friend, are going to blow our minds with the latest and innovative oh, yeah. farming. Simulation. We got a farming simulation game. Yeah, with Stardew uh, Valley. Yeah, some good old farming. Some some green thumbing. So be waited wait, with wait, wait. Uh, bated breath. Okay, for let, 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 let's not gloss over this bad joke the man tried to make there. Uh, I uh, I do that every time. Yeah, and that <laughs> joke. How dare you, sir? And next sideswipe. <laughs> I'm trying, man. I'm trying. All right, no, no, no. From what I hear, it's okay, and you seem pretty jazzed about it. Oh, it's more than okay. Okay. All right, we'll get the lowdown on that in the bit. We'll get the skinny. Alright, and also speaking of skinny, we'll get the straight dope on Hob, um, which is an action-adventure 
It's an action-adventure game. It's available on a lot of stuff, and uh, it hobbles. It's the details of the... No more puns from you, okay? That's enough. That's enough. It's the details of the review. Of that. It's the deets. That, well, that one's got a, an extra hook we'll go into in the review itself, but I also got to see, and we're going to talk about this one at length, uh, American Vandal. American yep. Vandal is a Netflix series that came out recently. Um, best I can describe it as is if Pete and Pete was made by HBO. Which is a perfect way to describe it, I think. Mm. You know, when I think of, like, if someone would, you know, like, uh, describe a time period or a certain zeitgeist, someone to say, well, uh, d- uh, define the 90s in, like, an image or a song, it would be the the opening to Pete and Pete. It's gotta be. Good, I good, think. good call. It's good got call. everything. It's got, the like, the, the kind of the crappy indie band playing <laughs> on the lawn, and it's got, like, the, the suburban thing going, and then the two kids. and blah. It's also got that sense of the ice cream man being one of the most important people the important in the town people ever. On the planet. Yeah, for yeah. sure. Yeah, every 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 kid in school has a nickname. Yeah, and Danny and, Tamborelli, who seemed to be everywhere in like '95. Well, I can't, I can't, I can't. He did a he did a lot for a uh, for a weird ginger with no soul. <laughs> yeah, so did. much, so much. He did, did more so than any others I can name. <laughs> Uh, Danny Tamborelli, we, uh, we appreciate you. Uh, nice we have all that waiting you, but I'm going to kick it over to my man, Just Johnny. Yeah. For Okay, now you got to break this down for me, because as far as I understand it, uh, Stardew Valley looks like a standard farm simulator. It uh, sounded like a far- standard farm simulator. You're saying it's not, and you're not the only one. No, it's so if you've played or if anyone is familiar with... Um, Harvest Moon series, uh, and then there's this other series that sort of spawned off from that, where it's a little bit more sci-fi. I forgot the name of it, but essentially, uh, sci-fi, sci-fi Moon Harvest, sci-fi I, Harvest it, Moon. It's not too far from that. Okay. There's a moon in there, I, I, I believe. I think it's like Runic Moon Harvest Ru- or Runic Harvest or oh, something that, like that. That sounds like or a horrible, horrible name for a game. Yeah, <laughs> something weird like that. All right. Uh, no, hold on. Maybe maybe I'm off base here now. When it when it when it says Runic Moon, there are you mooning people? Is that, is that what's going on? It, it's more farming. Oh, okay. Yeah, my hopes up, Johnny. There should have been more mooning. It would have been more interesting. <laughs> so the Harvest Moon series mm-hmm. is all the way back to the Super Nintendo days. It was a farming game on the Super Nintendo, but it's a little bit more than that where uh, you are not just farming and raising crops and raising animals and you have a barn and all that stuff, but it's also a dating simulation sort of interwoven in there, mm-hmm. and that is Harvest Moon. Stardew Valley is essentially uh, a huge collection of Fans were just like so they they fell in love with Harvest Moon and decided to make their own Harvest Moon game and that is Stardew Valley where it is so much like that Super Nintendo Harvest Moon where it's a 2D uh, isometric view where you're going around you're planting trees planting crops uh, you can build up so it has crafting elements a little bit like Minecraft where you're able hmm. to sort of gather resources by chopping down trees by chopping down uh, by cutting weeds and sort of stat uh, and holding on to that. And mm. did Facebook have like a farming game on it? Like yes, it did. Farmville, long-standing. They even did a South Park about that. Right. Yeah, so don't right. And everyone's mom was on it for, like all day and stuff. <laughs> you know what I mean? Killing Dude, I got time. so many. Where's dinner? Farmville. Ah, no, okay, it. then I guess the most important question. Is Stardew Valley going to send me a bunch of obnoxious notifications about, like, 93 people want me to join their, uh, their, well, I, won't, I don't know if it's specifically a farm, their, uh, farm, their Stardew, uh, structure? 
No, so this is a fully enclosed game where you're not, uh, this isn't like a free-to-play thing where there's these hooks in there to get you to want to play. Oh, it's okay. very old school in its way. You pay the one price, which is 15 bucks, and you're done. You have the full package here, and there's almost like no end to this game. It's kind of like The Sims. Are you familiar with The Sims? Oh, come, come on, man. We, yes. All right. So you're kind of like... You're, you create a character first, and then you're living the life of this character. They sort of, they live the city life. This is like the very early story that you're, it's like the first five minutes of the story. Yeah. And you, you're living in a city. You got tired of living in a city, doing the nine to five, and your grandfather, whatever, dies and gives you uh, his farm. <laughs> Yeah. It's like this is the exact uh, plot for Pootie Tang, isn't it? <laughs> no, 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 you know, you know what I'm getting here. Everything you just, like, literally everything you just described yep. is the uh, plot for the for the for the handsome uh, male love interest in every Lifetime slash, well, almost every, every other Lifetime and every Hallmark movie, where um, a woman who's who works in the city and she's busy, she's just so busy with you know city life, and she's a she's a busy executive, and oh, she's got to go away to the country to get away even the but ninja turtles went to the country her. yeah <laughs> nobody there nobody there understands okay. her except the one really handsome really buff guy who left the city to come to the farm and you know really reconnect with his roots yeah. because but his, they, his grandfather they, they his uncle or someone too. yeah they, someone left them a farm property so they left their past in yep. the city in this um in this like really upscale uh, 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 urban area uh with a lot of life to come here and live a simpler a simpler, simpler existence Oh yeah, that's exactly you, what you describe right now. That is exactly what it is. I can see it in you. No, Passion I, 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 I just know tons about it. It's, Sweet it's, Home it's, it's Alabama with Reese Witherspoon is yours. Oh, right? stop that! Stop that! <laughs> no, 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 no. It's all it's all just too ridiculous. It's exactly that in the no. setup, and they even you can play out a Hallmark in, movie. Yeah, they they, they even the throw in like a little bit of a, like contemporary uh, sort of. Um, uh, what's the word? Allegories for what's going on today in the smaller sort of middle America towns and stuff like that how okay, so it's a game with a political agenda just a very slight sort of uh sprinkling of that all right so why is your evil your, like your seasoning the, it's like a nice light right. the evil tax assessor who's coming to take your farm uh he's he's he's, he's bright orange no, no, with, it's, like it's a, actually... with like a bro- like a like a, a, a broom uh, a, a broom head for a uh for for hair it's actually uh so it your farm is in this uh, town, and in the town there's this, you know, this small like mom pop uh, uh, general store shop, uh, and there's other places. And then uh, to the other side of the town is like this big uh, corporate supermarket that's there and is trying to sort of outbid, and they're lowering their prices and uh, offering you know you and the customers the better deal. Come here, we have you know half off day or whatever. And you know it has it's not in your face. It's mm-hmm. a little bit there. It's it's not part of the main uh, story or, or at least not as far as I've played into it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it is there, and there's other elements there where <laughs> you walk into the general store. Hey, I'd like to buy some carrots. Corporations are evil. Buy beets. <laughs> the beet is the most passionate of vegetables. What? <laughs> uh, and then the town itself is uh, a little bit run down, and sort of you're, you're, you have a collection of different tasks to do. So there's no real direction. Uh, you get like these little quests of uh, the mayor of the town tells you, oh, just go talk to all the townspeople. Hmm? Is the mayor of the town like that? What's that? 
There better be a mayor. Yeah, there's a mayor. Okay, the town is run by the evil businessmen from this corporate factory. That's why. Yeah, they have their own little market over there, and every mm. now and then the, the owner of that market will, like, poke their head and, you know, say some... You know, something racist. Some stuff. <laughs> uh, Alright, so what I'm getting right now, it sounds like a very amusing game, a very quirky game. Probably um, the art sounds really fun. It sounds like an amusing time waster, but I'm not getting, like, why you're so jazzed about this. It's, you know, it's hard to describe. It's kind of like describing why The Sims is really fun and really addictive. Well, I know it's why that, The Sims is really fun and really addictive, because I can manipulate fake people and make them sleep with each other and then kill. Well, you can kind of do some things like that. So it's more than just a farming game. You're also, so it has that whole crafting element, it has the whole farming element, mm -hmm. but then there's this whole uh, dating simulation part to the game where you can pretty much pick and choose who you want to marry and have kids with. Yeah, you mentioned so that, that earlier. Town, and is it that be the, anyone. the drive, do you think, for this game? Is this That's dating one of part, them. Not to, it's it's very open-ended as it's, to it's, how you want to play it. So, if so it's you're the way, wait, wait, you're saying it's Stardew Valley brought to you by FarmersOnly.com. Yes. Yeah. That sounds yeah. Exactly. And and you can mine as well. So mining is another major aspect. This is of Trump's America, actually. I think. <laughs> what about the miners? It's what Trump's about America the miners? miners? You can go into the mines. Brought to you by the RNC. And the mines are infested with monsters. Mm. So that drives the combat element of this game. So it's really like if you want to focus on farming and do nothing but farming and building up your farm and building new farm buildings like building the mill and and building the uh, a, sh a tool shed and stuff like that. You can do that if you want to focus on finding you know uh the perfect uh, husband or wife you can do that if you want to focus entirely on combat and going deeper and deeper into this mine and seeing how deep this mine goes and and coming across these tougher and tougher enemies you can do that as well and while you're going down if you bring up pickaxe you can you know mine you the resources the and get the like gems in there what? Oh, not, that's not what you, you were, that's not what you were implying? Never mind. No, Sorry. you can't Sorry, kill it's... the townspeople. As, oh. as much as you'd like. But what you can you do... promise promised me pickaxe murder. How dare you, John? <laughs> but what you can do is you can actually gift the townspeople uh, items, and you have to sort of figure out what items they actually appreciate and which items mm. that they like in order to further boost your relationship with them. Uh, and as yeah. you level so up... It's your... not just being Sam. I'm romancing yeah. the whole town. You can romance Go the ahead. whole town. Go ahead. Universal yeah. Gigolo. Yeah. Like, what, you, what, you got, what you got there, lady? Look mighty fine in that sundress. What you got there, fella? Look mighty smooth in them overalls. Oh, they, they got have some weird requests. I look at that curly tail. Oink, oink. Yeah. They'll ask for, like, fish and whatnot, so you have to go and fish and get, like... Look mighty scaly in that fish. Yeah. And there's oh, different yeah, fish, blub, too, blub. right? There's fresh water and there's salt water fish. And I feel like I could do they, very bad things in this game. Yeah. yeah. And it sounds like your wheels are turning. And then there's this uh, seasons element to it, so you're farming in the spring, the summer and the fall, and then in the winter it's a very different mm. type of game because you can't farm anymore in the winter, but you still need to uh, generate money in some way to mm. keep yourself afloat. Uh, and there's this finance system to it too. So everything you're farming, you're you're then selling in order to raise capital to further either further expand your farm or further expand your house. You can improve your house. There's a cooking element to this game where you can make many different recipes. Okay, it's a so very, see, this sounds way too game. realistic for me to actually enjoy. Like it seems too like based in reality of like, well, if the crops don't come in, you're not going to have any money. Well, I'm you know what I mean? You're going to have to pick this partner who's going to be the right person. So, it, like, it, I usually play games or do any sort of entertainment kind of a, a escapism. Mm -hmm. uh, do you play this? Did you sit down and enjoy it? Is this something yeah, that, it's, yeah, it's it's very enjoyable. I've uh, I've played a decent amount. My girlfriend has played 
uh, quite a bit more like than how, how much. Yeah, how really much time? It sounds it. like something that if you're into it, you're putting in not just like a few hours, but like a lot of hours. I feel like oh, it's immediate. It's like, it is immediate. Like Johnny opens up <laughs> his same game, like, uh, and Johnny has created one farm. He opens up uh, his girlfriend's. She has created <laughs> Kellogg's, the industry. <laughs> yeah, it's like you, know, you play it the amount of time it actually takes crops to grow. Oh, it's, you know? it's quick. It's, it's very quick <laughs> okay. to get uh, returns, right? It takes, um, so you're playing, you have a certain uh, limited number of actions that you can do. Uh, your, it's based on your energy. So you have mm-hmm. a certain amount of energy that you can expend uh, each day. And then you have to go to sleep uh, in order, and then the next day you'll get your energy back. And then you sort of, you have to sort of also do time management, right? Mm-hmm. So as you're playing each day, you can't pause the time and and sort of, uh, or just stop and just watch things go by, it'll actually, the time will pass and it'll go into night and then you you have to go to sleep, otherwise bad stuff will happen or creatures will come out and you have to, and they'll attack you and stuff like that. So it's also a time management game as well as all of those other things. So you have to sort of pick and choose what you're gonna do each day. Okay, so and now you've now you've sold me. A lot of this sounds more appealing than the, than the uh, initial description. Yep. And simple farm simulator sounds banal. Simple uh, dating sim sounds banal. Um, a little more uh, of the exploration aspect that you emphasized really started a job with me, but now the fact that all that is optional for the user. That's that's what I'm that's what I'm hearing there. You may have sold me on this. Yeah, so. it, it's very optional. You play as uh, however you want to play is how the game will allow you to play. You can do a lot of different things. If you want to go farm heavy, you can do fa- you can go farm heavy. If you want to be more sociable, you can do that. There's a bar. You can go there. You can drink. Can I fight? Uh, <laughs> can maybe. <laughs> oh, you're playing the game wrong, Johnny. Maybe? <laughs> I don't know, but, you but what you go, can do you is... You gotta go to bars, you find the biggest, toughest looking guy, what? you punch him in the face. This is a roadhouse. <laughs> like Patrick Swayze. Exactly. The door. Uh, I will say you, you find the double deuce. If you don't, <laughs> if it didn't exist, you can make the double deuce. Uh, I will say, is you this can, in Jasper, uh, Wyoming? Uh, you can stalk other people, too. So each of the... Uh, <laughs> oh, back to the dating sim. Yeah, yeah. Each of the <laughs> individual <laughs> townspeople uh, have their own routines that they do on a day-to-day basis, mm. and you can sort of follow them through. Uh, there's this one guy that works at the supermarket and at at the end of every day of the supermarket he goes and gets himself wasted by himself at the tavern he's like a very miserable kind of guy and there's something up with him i haven't talked to him any further because he he has a lot of negative energy oh okay all right i haven't talked to him anymore no i I figured i figured out johnny's gameplay method now the game offers you all the opportunity to actually do this but instead of advancing his farm he's playing guardian angel just yeah, touched by an angel he's walking exactly. around I'm like you really shouldn't drink as much he finds you drink way too much he's like, it's gonna, come on man it's gonna get better you gotta you gotta keep your head up sound like the midwest little there's religious a light thing at going the end of the tunnel okay so we're obviously there's having a, a church good time down there go to that instead okay so we're enjoying this actual breakdown but the gameplay itself what's your opinion like the technical the technical specs here it's uh, very responsive. You know, you swing your your shovel or swing your axe. Uh, you're going to strike something. You can turn on various. Literally swing elements. like this is for a switch. Yeah, you hit a button. No, oh. you don't have to physically. It is okay. all button. You know button-based things. Uh, I don't even know if there's any motion controls. I didn't use any motion controls on this. Uh, I don't even know if it's there. But uh, you can sort of uh, have the UI sort of highlight where you're going to swing in order for the precision element. Because when you are building out your farm and sort of laying out your crops and plowing uh, the soil and all that, you want to make sure that everything lines up nice and be as efficient as possible. It's Mm -hmm. It's sort of like a natural thing that happens because you want to 
because there's this time management element to it, you want to be very effective, very efficient at what you do and how you sort of line up your crops, how you take care of your animals, where they're positioned, you know, fencing off certain areas, making sure that weeds don't get into your garden, uh, all sorts of different things. And it, it builds up very nicely because you start off with nothing on your farm and then by just the end of the plot of this yeah. little land. By the end it's of, been salted by by the by the neighboring farm. Uh, it's not salted. It's, it's oh. very fertile. Okay. It's very fertile. <laughs> Don't pick on his farms. <laughs> but, but by the end of uh, you know I mean, who does 10, he think he is? Hours, <laughs> at the end of 10, 20 hours, you you look back at your farm and you're like, wow, I made and built all of this stuff. Mm. You know, it took a bunch of in-game days, but you know, you you sort of see the effort. The, the fruits of your effort right then and there like as you're going through it it takes a little bit of time mm-hmm. some uh some foods that you can sort of plant and and wait for the harvest are very quick some of them grow very quickly some of them uh if you're willing to take the time to let them grow mm-hmm. they will have more return on investment but yet it takes a bit longer so there's always pros and cons to everything that you do in here especially talking with the townspeople it becomes should i talk to them or should i go down to the mine and then there's all of this is sort of fully encased within rpg mechanics of leveling up your skills so Mm -hmm. being a better axe swinger uh etc combat whatever uh Mm -hmm. overall i mean this game is a definite thumbs up. It's a very, very fun game. There's a lot of stuff okay, there. For uh, uh, not, for ju- not for Adam, I think, but um, I, I just don't I, think I, I could do the farming thing in real sounds, life or uh, uh, simulated life. All right, well, it sounds like something I would want to check out actually, um, because you can go beyond just farming. I, I do get what you're saying, the yep. sense of accomplishment, in the sense that I actually did something and, and made something. I created something in this world, but for me, it'd go beyond that. You know, maybe I'm selling my, uh, I'm selling my crops. Maybe I'm interacting with town people. I want You'd spend more time in the barn like I would. (laughs) (laughs) He says with a beer on here. All right, so what's it available for? It's available pretty much on everything. It's available on the Xbox One, Mm. the PS4, Mm. uh, on Steam, and it's available on Switches, which is uh, where I played it. And it's fantastic on all of them. I will say that my girlfriend did have her save file get corrupted uh, well i don't know so if it got corrupted yeah right you yeah. she got to a hard point where she can no longer progress uh because the game crashes so there's going to be a patch coming out sometime this week mm. which uh hopefully addresses that issue uh so just be wary of that on uh, the switch okay uh, i thought you were going to say you know, she got to a certain point where it wouldn't let her progress past creating general mills and going for world domination <laughs> so i don't know what's going on she put three years into it what do you, what do you want to hear <laughs> all right so the game is stardew valley available for uh you said switch xbox one playstation well, all over the place all over the place all over the place fifteen dollars if you pay any more than fifteen dollars it's still worth it, but I know it's fifteen dollars on Switch and Steam. It might be a little bit more on uh, PS4 and Xbox One. All right, John recommends it. Okay, now uh, we're gonna steer away from Johnny to Johnny. Yep. Because, uh, dude, you also got to play this game Hob, Hob. by Runic Game, Runic Studios. Yeah. So Hob. Oh man, this is a beautiful, beautiful looking game. Mm. But uh, before I get to that, so Runic is uh, they've been known for uh, a game called Torchlight and Torchlight 2. Mm. So they definitely are skilled and talented individuals. I love, I love how that's the, that's the emphasis, though. You know, they, they made this game, and they made the sequel, y'all. 
<laughs> yeah, and a sequel. They made they made other games. You can look it up. Probably. Uh, okay. But but those are the prominent games, right? Because uh, Diablo three came out, and right around the same time, either before or after Diablo three, mm-hmm. Torchlight two came out, and Diablo three got such backlash that. Torchlight 2, actually, a lot of people really enjoyed because of it. But uh, Hob, it's very different from what those games were, which were like action RPG, hack and slash style games. Hob is an adventure game um, with some action elements in there mm-hmm. and puzzle elements in there, but very heavy on the adventure aspect where you're playing as, I don't know what this thing is it's like a weird robot kid thing well, I, he's got like he's got like mechanical appendages right so isn't that well, like, make him some kind of cyborg Hopefully. okay so in this land that you're in this very beautiful looking John, land please please yep in a land in a land <laughs> in a land where you're in playing as this kid <laughs> in, in robot a spirit thing in johnny's words in a land where you're playing as a robot spirit king. Yes. <laughs> Kid thing. Kid thing. Uh, there was this, uh, so this corruptive tentacle weird l- poison, poison I've land I've seen that anime. Stuff. Poison land. Yeah, it, it's like this weird purple goo comes in and sort oh. of corrupts the land around you and it ends up taking out Nothing uh, your awesome. arm. Oh wow! Okay, so it starts yeah. off like you want a piece of this thing's ass because it, it, you know, <laughs> it, it's 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 a, it's a Captain Ahab story. Yes. Yeah. So it it takes out your arm, and there's also like this weird uh, mechanical sort of like a granite golem robot thing mm-hmm. uh, that is sort of with you along the way, and then they they rescue you, and they give you or this this creature gives you its arm. So damn, all right, that's friendship. Yeah, Adam, Adam uh. we tight. I'm not giving you an arm. Well, is it a creature that can grow appendages back like the lizards can? You know what I mean? Because if okay. like a lizard gets his tail taken and then gives it to me, I'm like, I am, that's not the same thing. Yeah, I can't even use a tail. You know, no, so th- I don't trust this already. Th- right. Throughout the rest of the game, it doesn't have an arm. So oh, it's, it's so missing its arm. Like, uh, Damn, that's gangster. Yeah, so it, ge- it gives you its arm. <laughs> it's like, you missed an arm. I got you, son. Here, <laughs> 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 take this one. It's like, it's Listen, the wrong you, arm. You remember uh, National Lampoon's Loaded Weapon 1 with uh, Emilio with, uh, Estev yeah. and Sam Jackson? He's like, grenade. He just rips his shoulder. <laughs> like hands it to the girl in the sex scene. Oh, it's so funny. Oh. Anyways, so, so it gives you its arm in in order to rescue you, and then uh, you wake up, uh, and now you have this new arm. And this arm essentially gives you all of the um, all of the mechanics sort of center around powering up your left arm that uh, you've been provided by this stone golem uh, creature thing, and so it's like an I. It's presented as an uh, an isometric uh, 3D uh, game with platforming elements, and part of those platforming elements centers on your arm and how you utilize your arm. Mm -hmm. So there might be, you have to gain, you have to enhance your arm in order to gain new aspects that allow you to better traverse the environment. Mm -hmm. So for example, you power up your left arm, one of the first ones you get, in order to smash through walls, or to smash through certain parts of the floor, or uh, you might get another power-up that allows you to sort of dash teleport across a long distance. So as you're going through the game, you're unlocking new abilities to power up your arm gauntlet thing that allows you to progress and solve more 
complex, but they're not really complex, but to solve more puzzles and to sort of work your way through the game as you are clearing this land of corruption. And that's essentially the ultimate goal. All right, so then is it more along the lines of, because what I'm getting is you replace the arms and it helps you uh, with the new challenges. That's more along the lines of like a Mega Man. But also the specific arms do specific things. Um, games like Bionic Commando have been doing this for years. What yeah. sets uh, what sets uh, Hob apart from those then? Because it sounds like just another run of the mill. Uh, you know, gameplay wise, it isn't really doing anything new or interesting. The combat is sort of uh, you get a sword too, so that, mm. that's the other thing you get. Uh, so it's like slightly hack and slashy but you have to sort of read the tells of the enemies they telegraph it to you you have a roll button to sort of dodge out of the way you get a shield in order to block the attacks that are coming in so you have to sort of manage uh, and sort of assess the enemy that you're they're going up against and whether you should block their attack or dodge through their attack and then uh, break through their defenses because some of them will also have shields or, or, or pieces of armor that you need to break away before you can actually deal damage to them mm -hmm. so the the combat side of it, uh, it's not something that you haven't seen before, but what you haven't seen before is sort of this world. The world and how you sort of traverse it and how you sort of cleanse the land and build up on the world via the puzzles that you're Cleanse solving. the land doesn't sound promising. Yeah. That, tell you that. that is the unique <laughs> aspect of it because everything else is really, you know, oh, you, you do cleanse jump, the land. You do cleanse the land. Of, of infidels. Of uh, of the non-purities? Of the tentacles. <laughs> okay, all right, okay. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, you know, yes, what different things it has that makes it truly unique, it, it's it's really the world that makes it unique. Mm -hmm. Gameplay-wise, there really isn't anything that you haven't seen before in other places. It, it sort of, you know, cherry-picks from a bunch of different areas. Mm -hmm. So the, the full collection of gameplay elements is going to make it somewhat unique, but for the most part, you've you know, you've seen these elements implemented in other games, but the world... The world. The world is incredible. The way they have designed this world, man, it's... Uh, as you are cleansing the land or solving a puzzle... you got to find a different way to save that. Yeah, yeah you can't. You <laughs> can't these these land... Out there. <laughs> so, so there's, like, these pieces to the land itself, mm -hmm. and underneath them, it's almost like this major continent of gears and mechanisms that allow you to sort of tectonically shift the planes of the of the world mm -hmm. up and down. It's like Dark World. And, it, remember? Uh, um, I know what's talking about. Dark City. Dark City. Sorry. Yeah. yeah, Dark City. That is a yeah. gangster power you have, though, if you can do that at will. It, well, well, you're not doing it. You're, you're, as you're going through the world, you're yeah. sort of... Uh, activating these levers or activating these switches or pushing these gears into place in order to transform the world in order to allow you to progress to the next particular so you literally area. literally change the top topography of yes. uh, the, your world there to get to certain points and places. Yeah, so you're changing, it's exactly that, you're changing topography in order to reach new areas and you can sort of see uh, oh, that's cool. into the distance these things and as you're changing it, you'll see it happen right in front of you and you'll see this landmass and sometimes it gets uh, a little bit aggressive in how the world is sort of 
uh, transforming, where you does that mountain look like? It's giving me the finger. Well, it, it'll go. A mountain will like Looks essentially. Like <laughs> it'll essentially like go from the from the cavern the caverns below and mm. just like rocket to the top and sort of pass its its sort of resting point and then slam right back down to where it's going to be in a very like like. I don't know, like a thunderous kind of uh, okay, uh, manner. Okay, so, so so be real. Playing this game, how many times did you like hit the switch? The uh, landmass jumps up in the air, and then it comes back. You're like, oh, I'm gonna reshape this, and then like splat, it squishes you. It doesn't squish you. No. Yeah, that, that doesn't right. happen. But uh, you so can. So he says. Uh, you can fall off the top, and when you or fall from a high ledge, and if you do that, you'll go squishy. I was <laughs> <laughs> okay. like, I'm reshaping the world. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, and that that is the crux of this game is watching your character and fall sort of off playing the world. Through, I like it. Well, I want to see Dark City. Not again, that, though. but like playing, playing through it and sort of solving this world and, and sort of opening it up and mm. seeing it sort of fit into piece uh, into into place by you know crank turning these gears, pulling these levers uh, and and hitting these cranks and, and stuff like that. The combat is it's alright, it's good combat, it's not like anything crazy fun. The puzzles are pretty simple but they're not overly simple they're not immediately obvious but they're definitely not uh, a challenge whatsoever it's really a game that you're gonna go through and keep moving forward and there really isn't there is no head scratching moments it's just something that it's like a nice trip it's a it's a very nice adventure mm-hmm. that you're going to go through and it's a it's a spectacle the first time you're going through it and you can see you know in the video mm-hmm. you see the world start to transform and, and watching us on twitch.tv slash the geek down you can see uh visual yeah. of uh the gameplay it's like the goonies of games the goonies yeah, of it's games. a nice little adventure yeah it's an adventure and you just you keep going and there's well, there nothing nice other about the goonies though nah yeah. man right that keyboard at the end was a little little yeah, that, yeah. that was that was that's frightening a, that's and some gross. real implica- implications to that yeah and they start off in this nasty restaurant no 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 patrons whatsoever yeah. weirdo, weirdo plus dude they were lucky one of the dudes already set one of the booby traps and got killed so that saved them from having to deal with that exactly yeah, they, if they, it was no they were hooked up yeah jo- Johnny you're, you're telling us this is Goonies the uh, <laughs> the, the video game because I'm not I'm not jazzed about it all of a sudden I'm, I'm Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. Taking it back. There's no Chester Coppock and suck it. I'm there, amazed. There's no group of adventurers, so no. <laughs> All right. oh, and you go through it alone, no less. <laughs> yeah. 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 What I want to know is, just a quick side note, since you met, you brought up the Goonies. Okay, now, at the end of that movie, now... Um, I'll answer the, any Goonie question. The, the, yeah. the maid j- finds yes. a uh, bag Rosalina. full of diamonds and happily hands them over? Are you kidding yeah, me? I don't know any... So this is not to be racist, but I don't know any Spanish I, I maid. I don't know any maid, I don't know <laughs> any maid, maid period. period. And for, 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 for that matter, neither would I just like hand over found this thing Plus of jewels. Plus, she play, prays to God when she finds him, too. She's like, no! Oh! Like, you know, it yeah. strikes her heart, and then she like yells. And like, hey, I found some jewels. Especially. Hey, I'd be like, nope, sorry, your house is getting tough. Especially, house is getting they were now. so mean Peace, to her. I quit. Because, you know, the, uh, Ralph Melf just went up to her and said that they hide all the drugs in these drawers. Yeah. And, like, if you do a bad job, they're going to keep you in the attic with the cockroaches. Yeah, Ralph was a dick. You yeah. don't want to help them. So kids. after being treated like that, she still gives them all the jewels yeah. at the end. If, You're right. if anything, 
if I was her, on my way out, I would pay the Fratelli's bail. There is some holes to the Goonies <laughs> just, just let that this, let the... need to be talked about. Exactly. Especially just... the missing scene, because at the end of the movie, of course, they said the, the octopus was very scary. But in the movie, we ah. actually don't see the octopus, but that is a hidden scene that was removed. Okay, I thought they were, I thought that was just kids BSing. No, there was an actual scene when they jump off at the end of when they, uh, they get on the boat and on the ship, they jump off, there's an octopus fight. I think you can look it up on YouTube. Wow. I should do that right now. But no you kidding. Can look so it's, that. it's data in like his under his underwater robots who fighting a giant squid. Yes. Yeah, why like why would they take that out? That sounds amazing. Well, why would you take that out and then leave in the part where they t- re- reference it? The real question is, we got so far off the game of Hobbs. Yes. Right now. Really far off. <laughs> okay. So tell us, Hob. Thumbs up, break. thumbs down. Because I'm getting kind of a conflicted review from you there. It sounds like it's good, but it has its faults. It's good. It's... It's a game that you're going to play through the first time, but you're never going to go back to it and play it again because there really isn't much there in the way of replay value. How this, long is it? It's actually pretty meaty. It's uh, got to be at least 15 hours long. Mm. Uh, it's quite lengthy. I was so well, actually for pretty surprised that that sounds how lengthy short. it is. Well, it's also a $20 game. So okay, you're so not, it's not like yeah. I mean, it's not the next Far Cry or something. This is not, yeah, this is not Far Cry. This is not like okay. this big giant open world game. Although it is semi open ish, mm-hmm. uh, and you can sort of teleport from one part of the world to the other. And sometimes you do have to do a little bit of backtracking if you want to find extra elements to help level your character up and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Where you get additional power ups that are hidden away, and you can only access them through newer abilities that you gain later on in the game. It has those types of things it's not uh it's not it's not a game about that it's very much a very linear you know here's the next area that you're going to go to mm. uh you know explore that area and you'll have a good time while doing it it's available on two platforms on ps4 and pc and i recommend getting it on pc mm. and even then there's a big problem with the frame rate on this game where it stutters a whole lot. I believe it has to do with uh, how it's streaming in content and pieces of the level in order to load. Uh, it could be other reasons, but I mean, my rig is really, it's a beast of a rig, and this game should not be stressing it mm. as much. It shouldn't be having any frame rate issues, yet it does have hiccups. Mm. So there's stuttering that can happen, and from what I've read on the PS4, it's even worse, so I would recommend getting it on PC. It's not so bad that it's gonna ruin your experience, but it's gonna be enough. It'll it'll be noticeable. It's definitely noticeable. But yeah, as I said, this is recommended. It's worth going through, especially for twenty dollars. Uh, and if you can wait until you know some sort of sale and get it for cheaper than twenty dollars, absolutely get it. Mm. Uh, just know that it's not gonna be something that you'll be playing. You know, multiple times. Fifteen hours is a long time, though. Right? Yeah. That was a long time. Yeah, a I, I, if you're in the airport. Uh, okay, so we'll solve <laughs> thumbs up from just Johnny, and we should note we mentioned we we mentioned earlier, but this might very well be the last game uh, from Runic. So yeah. if you were a fan of them, um, and uh, <laughs> and not just Torchlight, but the sequel. Check it out. It's in, it's in the same vein. It's long. It's in the spirit of. But you could tell from the art style that it's the same team that made Torchlight. But yeah, okay. It it is a shame that the the team had to close up shop uh, because this. No, you too. I mean, I know all too well the uh, the uh, the pain and BSness yeah. of being in a game company that goes under. Yeah, I've got uh, three game companies and six companies all together under my belt. 
that have gone under. So that's fun. Maybe it's you at this point. Oh, Jesus. stop that. Stop that right. thank, I'm thank joking you with you, brother. I know, I know. The pain out of the pain. Hey, just, just drive that a little bit deeper in your ribs there. All right. So now on that fun topic, we have another game to bring to you. Dude, oh, yeah. Need for Speed Playback. I feel playback. like didn't play a game this I, I feel like you missed out, my friend, because they were in full effect. I did. Sorry. Yeah. Need for Speed Payback is the latest um, game from Need for Speed. It actually just came out, like, literally last week. I love the name. The payback. Payback. The title. Like, there's... You need the speed so bad that someone did you unjust in the oh, I thought, payback. I thought, I, thought, I thought, man, that's how people will feel once they uh, actually, you know, bought the game. I kind of want my money back. <laughs> hey, you know, the it's, movie Payback actually itself with Mel Gibson is quite good. The movie Payback, if they add some clips from Payback in this, it might be a better game. It's not terrible, but it's inspired by, like, straight-to-DVD uh, action <laughs> yeah. um, film. I'm kind of a delinquent, but I run the straight and narrow. I'm a criminal with a code, and I've been set up by criminals that don't. What was that really bad, like, car movie that... Uh, Jesse Pinkman, the guy who did, you know, who oh, need, 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 for need for Speed. Yeah, was it? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, completely oh unrelated God. to this game itself, but <laughs> Need for Speed. It's so bad. Oh no, it's, it's not, it's not a good movie. Apparently, well, no, it looked very pretty. It, it, it like every like the car chases and stuff were oh were like were neatly shot you, and the but you cars gotta believe were, that this actor is coming out of jail as this badass guy. Man, like, the whole on, thing. Dude. Okay, you know what's a better car movie than that? The very first Anything Fast else? and Fur Furious movie. And I'm talking in prestige. And if you've seen that movie, you know how big a joke that is. <laughs> the, the whole series, except for Fast Five. Oh, you stop that right now. The except whole series is beautiful. It's, no, except for Fast no, Five. Fast, no, no, Fast and Furious. The fourth one was the terrible one. All right, so They're is the terrible. story this on is, this any? worse or better than any of the Fast and Furious. Anytime you tag well, payback none of, them, none, the of title, been, really none of them have been really uh, hard on the story itself. The, the closest I could tell that really tried to emphasize no, this is the, well, okay, no, that's, that's, that's BS. I was going to say your Need for Speed Rivals but the one that came after that, the Need for Speed reboot from a couple years ago, yeah. um, that one actually focused on uh, you're building yourself up and you're interacting with these real world uh, uh, like quote unquote racing icons, just people who are well known in the, uh, in the field and uh, the interstitials were like Live action video of you meeting people, celebrities, and uh, uh, these known game figures, these known racing figures, and it was corny as hell. Oh, I yeah. mean, yeah, yeah. seriously, it's, it's like it's like every conversation ends yes. with, "Hey, man, it's good to see you." Adam, I hear you do good things on radio. All right, I gotta go. Hit it one time. Boom. Yeah. All right. Hey, Herb over there, I hear you work with like audio equipment and stuff, man. You're doing awesome stuff. You take care. I'm gonna drive now. <laughs> <laughs> so it sounds like nothing but characters. Watch me swift gears. Yeah, it's ridiculous. This one is um, a little more of a uh, down to earth. Well of a less sensationalized story. But it plays out like the most hokey, I won't even straight to say straight to DVD because at least in this day and age, people have learned from their mistakes. I'll say straight to VHS slash beta. Oh. Um, yeah, like a, a shoddy cop straight drama. Straight to beta, I, I haven't missed straight, that. Straight I missed to, that series. Straight to beta because a lot of the stuff here <laughs> is just like, man, I wrote this screenplay when I was 11 and I can't wait to get it made. It's like, okay, cool. And I'm 35 now. Exactly. <laughs> I still have good taste. You know, yeah. and that doesn't that doesn't put down a uh, a good game, but this is not a great game. It's just a good game, and that's being generous, I think. And let me get to that in a second. The story is one of the main problems, which is why I emphasize it first, because people aren't going to a racing game for the story. You know, that's not really the thing that's going to drive us forth, but that's supposed to lead into the interesting challenges and the fun gameplay, and we test out the mechanics and put it through its paces, and then the racing itself, and all that should be really accentuated by the concept of you're uh, part of a 
three man team, uh, well, three person team, which each has their own specialties. One is the uh, the street racer, one is the getaway driver and the drag racer, and one is like the off road guy. So each of those should be a different aspect of the gaming, which could give you a well rounded game. I was jazzed when I uh, was introduced to that initial yeah. concept. I'm thinking, okay, this isn't just a standard racing game like Need for Speed has notoriously been. Each game has been. Most of the pre- uh, previous games have been uh, set along one line. You know, yeah. Hot Pursuit was all I'm being chased and it's one-on-one chasing and stuff. Rivals was a rehash of that. You know, um, what I really liked about this was the fact that it seemed like they were varying and putting all in one game. And the fact that um, the Need for Speed reboot was... It was very pretty. Like, look, it was a gorgeous game, but it felt very enclosed. It felt very small. Okay. You know, and this thing is like... Shoot, man! Um, like GTA Five proportions. Yeah, just like you know? way too much, a little bit. Yeah, it's it's just there's so much. It actually, track. takes me less time to get here from Medford. <laughs> get across the, the the map in GTA. Well, one of the things that bums me out about it is it's a beautiful game, and you, I, I love the like landscapes and all the attention paid to having open tracks where you can actually just drive. It's a driving game, but a lot of it is in desert and on mountainsides. And you'd think mountainsides, I get a good view. Like, yeah, but when I have to drive to the mountain in real time, so I spend <laughs> seriously. I, I okay. I think um, in total right now, I've played the game maybe fifty hours, and in that fifty hours, at least ten of them, at least ten of them. And I think that's being it's very been generous, commute. Huh? Yeah, exactly. It's been <laughs> driving two different challenges. The um, if you fail a challenge, uh, you have to. Uh, you shouldn't be able to get to one challenge to the next in the time it takes you to get to through a pack of ramen. <laughs> That's the way I see it. You um, know what I mean? If you can't do it, and then uh, you're probably wasting time. Maybe if you eat very slow. If you count the uh, boiling time, then yeah, you, you're you're good there. <laughs> but it, it's one of the things that takes you out of the experience, and that's one thing yeah. that really bugged me because I love racing games so much. Do you? You know, and I was really excited for this because there's a lot of bad ones, but when you find a good one, that is just the. What's grail. your What's your What's your favorite racing game? My favorite game. Yeah. Oh, good question. Uh, well, Burnt Burnout Revenge right now. That's a good one. It was a great one, but it's also a game that's 12 years old now. As yeah. of as of this review, it's 12, just under 13 years old. You know, so it's been forever and a day. Uh, I say most recently, in recent years, mm, it's one that almost nobody played. Uh, need for um, Ridge Racer Unbounded. Ridge Racer. Ridge Racer. Ridge Racer has always been my favorite game series, and it's always been like the underdog to a more popular series. Yeah. And it started with like the first Ridge Racer. Ridge Racer Revolution uh, was one of the first PlayStation racing games, and it was it was fun as hell. But you also had games like Gran Turismo coming out, where folks were like, oh my god, racing games can be serious. Mm-hmm. It's not Mario Kart. And I'm actually in like a, what what feels like a vehicle, and I can change cars to realistic things. This is going nuts, and it's always been like one step behind. You know, Ridge Racer R4 is a game that almost nobody played, but I I accidentally <laughs> ditched classes in high school because I was so caught up in playing that I missed um, when I was actually supposed to leave and you know go to. <laughs> uh, all I'm all I'm saying is it's it's a series that ha- that's always had something uh, that was great. But always got overshadowed by someone else that was more more famous at the time, more influential at the time. Mm-hmm. And ironically enough, uh, the thing that overshadowed um, uh, Unbounded was the last Ridge, uh, Need for Speed. Oh, yep, which could have been the greatest game ever, but it promised a lot and it delivered mm, less so 
than less than folks had hoped. This game uh, was the one to take the reins and and you know, I don't know retake the crown of Need for Speed and finally bring home and no man, dude, they fall flat. It's a bummer, but that doesn't mean it's a bad game. Let me get into the specs right now. First of all, the thing that everyone's griping about and I really have to call attention to is the upgrade system. You start off with these three racing classes and you're thinking, okay, I'm gonna get different cars in each and I'm gonna be able to do great things. Well, it starts off with you have your cars and if you got the DLCs that came with the, the pre-orders, then you maybe have a few uh, bonus cars which are better to, to go you use in the races, trust me, because they start you off with the crappiest uh, 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 boxes. You know that you could you could actually find you could ever find and then there's uh derelicts you can find derelict car chassis and parts that you can actually build out a few different uh quote-unquote supercars so you think i'm gonna do those and i'm gonna race and it's gonna be great so much was put into the multiplayer that all that in the single player campaign becomes tedium it starts off with the kind of corny story which i can i can i can forgive because i'm really just here for the racing but you have to go through all the uh little challenges that gives you which is fine if that's what you're into if you're not if you just want to race then dude that is a solid like two hours of just pointless pain in the ass them before you get to enjoy the game that you paid good money for you was know? it like right. uh busy work to pad out the single player experience um not to pad out it feels well you you get there there is a lot of that uh, later on it's a lot of grinding in this oh, okay. but at the start it's mostly just to teach teach um the player the new this is the new lengthy track display and honestly you know all this if you played um uh grand theft auto 3 no uh uh, uh san andreas yep. because the the whole thing of taking part in like three different fronts and then a lot of desert in between yep uh that's what they've rehashed here so it's like we're familiar with this let us just get to the game that's one thing i think they really like fell flat on what was really good about it though is once you actually get to it there's a lot of open exploration you can do they've just peppered the entire uh, map with these mini challenges you uh find different jumps and you can jump a certain distance and you earn stars stars earn you money and experience you uh find speed traps where at a certain point uh in the land you're going you you could you can match a certain uh mph or kph whatever you want to set it at um and you get bam you man you you made that because you were just here at the right speed at the right time doesn't take an account doesn't uh, account for nos so you actually have to get the car to that speed you can't just like you know turbo into it Okay. Yep. And you get a quick, it's a quick bit of change in your pocket, a little more experience. So it keeps you gradually climbing, which is good. But then when you want to use that experience, you want to use that money you've earned, you can buy new cars, which until you reach a different, a higher level is kind of negligible, quote unquote, benefit. Or you can buy, and this is what really gets me, speed cards. And that's how you upgrade your automobiles. Speed cards. The whole thing is brought down to this weird kind of card game-esque system. Yep. where uh, I buy a card, if it's a level two, uh, it'll give me this much and this much. It might detriment these stats, but it'll benefit these stats. You know, versus this level three card uh, is made by this manufacturer. Um, now, manufacturer make is important because it's along the same lines as the manufacturer makes of guns in Borderlands, if you know what I'm talking about. Yep, yep. Okay. To anyone who hasn't played Borderlands, in Borderlands, it's a it's a uh, it's a first person shooter game with objectives, but each game uh, gun type is made by different companies. In game company games, uh, in game company uh, guns have benefits and detriments in themselves, and they each have their own quirks. Same thing with the manufacturers of these cards. But unlike in Borderlands, you don't physically see uh, the benefits and the detriments. You don't physically see any differences in them. They're just things that 
boost your stats or so lower your stats. There's no cosmetic aspect, there, aspect to it. There isn't. That was kind of a neat little thing that got me. What I'm getting at is uh, Need for Speed Payback is a lot of promised awesomeness that really fails to deliver. You know, it's like, Johnny, psh, man, it's your birthday. You know, me and Adam are going to make you a cake. It's going to be incredible. And cool, all right. Yeah. We we and we made okay. you a we made you a six foot cake and we wheeled it in. Awesome. Ah. And no naked people are jumping out of it. And it's like okay, what? well maybe at least it's a really good cake. And then you dip into it and oh, it's, what is it? Chocolate? No, it's carob. Uh, exactly. Uh, exactly. So it's like that. It's like you go into everything. Uh, you go into this game hoping everything is going to be amazing and everything looks amazing. The game is pretty. It's not as um, it's not as stylish as uh, the Need for Speed reboot was, and I think that's because they tried to put more into the um, gameplay than the aesthetics. So you can feel that there's a lot more game here. It's a lot longer, but there's also a lot more grinding. And then once you get into it, you find you spend more time grinding than having fun in the different game modes. Uh, yeah. do, you, do you think the grinding was impacted by the uh, microtransactions that they have in this game? Um, the microtransactions in the game specifically are more using in-game currency than real-world currency. Okay. But uh, yeah, no, that's definitely one uh, part of the grind that really, I don't know, it, 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 it undercuts the uh, gaming experience because dude it's a racing game i want to race racing is the fun part but i'm spending more time worrying about okay i have to take these side races and redo these three races that i already did because i'm just not at the i'm just not at the level to qualify for this next story race okay well can i go online to do it no because i'm still at this base level where everyone else that has time to play around the clock is much higher than me and the matching is... Oh, yeah. wow. That, that doesn't sound fun. No, no, but that's a problem that a lot of games has had. Need for Speed uh, showed inklings of having learned from that in the past, so having so seeing it now in Need for Speed Payback shows it to step back, which is unfortunate because this game really had a lot of promise going in. Um, besides that, there's just a lot of idiosyncrasies that kind of tick you off if you're uh if you're mid if you're uh, if you're like mid race or something and uh you go too close to the edge of a map you know it's set it restarts uh, it restarts you it repositions you when you like fall off a cliff or something and you will do a lot of cliff falling <laughs> uh to, you know, to be kind of i guess forgiving but it's a little too i don't know overprotective Yep. In that, like, you take a jump and it looks like you're going close to the edge. Well, I was fine, but hey, bam, now I'm back in the middle. But I'm also behind all the other racers because he took me out of that spot. You know, stuff like that. And one thing that, I guess the final thing I'll say, which pissed me off, because I believe it or not, I did enjoy this game, most of it, and I'm still playing, is you can't just be good at racing games. I'm in races where I should be able to at least have a solid chance because of my own skill. I'm good at drifting. I should be able to hold my own here. Um, I'm good at general drag racing. I should be solid in most of this. You know, off-road may pose a challenge, but I'm good at compensation and paying attention to the uh, quick adjustments of my fellow racers. So I should be able to succeed without having to grind the uh, upgrades and get this little, this, this nuanced bit of extra top speed, this extra bit of acceleration here. You know, and you can't do that. Because if you're, if you're, I think, I guess below maybe, I'd say, I put it about uh, four or five points below a uh, set recommendation level for, a, for any particular race, yep. then it, the AI just rubber bands right past you. Oh. It's ridiculous. Okay. Um, 
Damn thing's rigged. <laughs> I'm not saying yes. I'm not saying no. But the high points are it does have a varied gameplay. There are different racing styles, and playing the different characters has uh, the advantage of, at the very least, since they're all very similar in their um, uh, duties, requirements, objectives. Yep. Uh, you get different <laughs> different sound bites and reactions from them. So that's a mild amusement, but at least it is something to change it up. And if you're just going in for the racing, eventually when you get around the grinding, when you get around the corny storyline as a racing game itself, um, the races are fun. A lot of them are challenging. There are a few, especially on the mountains, that are set less towards your ability to like control speed and maintain, more towards uh, memorization of the track. I raced this for the fifth time uh, in a row, so now I know that this big curve uh, has a shortcut that I need to use, or else I'm going to fall off every time, unless I, or I got to stop and go two miles an hour. You know, stuff like that. So, so kind of like a in between of a hy hybrid between. Uh you know, more arcadey style racing game versus more simulation, where simulation you have to memorize the yeah. courses. Arcade, it's, you know, take it as it goes. You know, left turn is coming up, that's what you're going to do. Yes, yes, indeed. There's a lot of uh, Forza style gameplay in this. You know, when even like down to the jumps, you have to plan uh, your landing so you don't careen, but you also don't do too much damage to your car. Mm -hmm. One of the few, uh, one of the biggest benefits they have is your car will get damaged. Like, you know, you can beat this thing to hell and it will show, but it won't affect the performance. So you don't have to worry about, well, I got to drive all the way to a garage on the other side of the map now so I can actually use the damn thing. And also, I have to drive there on a car that can't drive so it's gonna take me forever no the car runs the car will always run it'll just look really beat up the more you beat it up yep. but believe it or not I, I actually give this a thumbs up because despite all that if you're in it just for a racing game a racing experience eventually when you get there it's a good racing game. The problem is getting there, you'll have to grind, you'll have to uh, uh, spend these cards and really build up. Finding the derelicts is damn near impossible because you find the derelict and then it gives you, um, uh, gives you hints via picture, via image. So you have to drive around the map and then memorize like the different um, the different aspects of the layout just landscape. Of the yeah, you know, oh, there's a trailer here that's near a windmill. So it's the only trailer near a windmill. So the 17 other trailers I found in various spots in this map, I gotta, I gotta try to remember somehow that it's not that one. It's this one. So I can go there and get a single part uh, for this derelict car that I didn't have to rebuild. And then once I get the derelict car parts, all of them, and rebuild the derelict, now I've got to upgrade it just like any other car. Uh, yeah. So it it seems you know the idea of exploring and you know base trying to find something off of an image mm -hmm. and exploring the land, sort of studying the land that I like. But you know it sounds like the the reward for doing so is not so worth it. not it's, worth it. Yeah. yeah, and you know what? These are supposed to be supercars. I figure it's the type of game they intend for you to play for a long, long time. And maybe in three years, I'll think this is the best game ever. But right now, it's a pass. But like. Just barely, like, just crawl. Like, this is a thumbs up. Yeah, like, they just got over the line with such a small margin, you know? And I, I really hate to do that because I had high hopes for Need for Speed. Need for Speed has been a, uh, a franchise I've been following since high school, man. Like, way back. And the soundtrack <laughs> is the best thing out of this. Oh. Songs were dope. The songs were dope. Tell me about that racing game. How'd you like the racing? Well, the songs were great. <laughs> yeah, a lot of good songs, a lot of underground and indie stuff, uh, some mainstream stuff. The only one that irked me, because uh, usually there's a few, but the only one that got me here is a song that by no, through no fault of its own and through no fault of the game, but it's like the default start song for uh, some of the mountain races. 
and it's the song from a commercial that plays right now uh. that's annoying as hell. I'm not gonna sing it because I don't want the earworm to hit you, but it's just like when it pops up in the game, you'll know it. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's Need for Speed Payback. It's available right now. Um, I give it a thumbs up, but just barely a thumbs up by the smallest margin because there's a lot of tedium and a lot of stuff that will make you just pull your hair out, just curl your teeth. Just, <sighs> Sorry, fellas. Now that I've sold you on that one. Yeah, right. All right. So, Adam, uh, I mentioned this next review and you were actually pretty interested. American Vandal. What do you know about it? Uh, I know the the popularity so far of the kind of American crime stories and like dissecting stuff like that. This mm -hmm. seems like a very funny kind of satire send up of that. So mm -hmm. right away, I was kind of interested. And this is you may have heard of the the vandalization story of the person that was drawing uh dicks all over these cars uh it was that at a school was, so it, was that at somebody's school mm -hmm. and it was all the teachers they were drawing just dicks across all the cars and this is kind of like exploring and doing this documentary following this kid who does this documentary on it trying to find who does that correct? That's a, no, uh, I, I, how I described it. Nope, you you got it correct. This is the story of a uh, young boy doing a documentary when a um, I guess a malcontent in his uh, high school class is uh, suspended and looking ex at expulsion, at expulsion for uh, committing an act of vandalism that has cost uh, ended up costing the school over a hundred thousand dollars. In uh, in repair in, in repair dick damages, funds. Yeah. yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> it was a real dick move. And what was that dick move? Drawing like spray painting dicks on all the faculty cars in the faculty parking lot. Twenty seven cars, twenty seven dicks. <laughs> uh, and the proper story breakdown because they try to church it up is American Vandal takes a look at the aftermath of a high school prank that left twenty seven faculty members' cars vandalized. But instead of the typical smashing windows, the perpetrator drew obscene images. The dicks. The dicks. On the vehicles. When troubled senior Dylan Maxwell is expelled for the crime, an aspiring sophomore documentarian takes it upon himself to investigate the controversial, potentially unjust penalty handed down to Maxwell. And it sounds like a very I'm I'm taking a I'm I'm striking a blow for justice, and I want to make sure that this every man isn't railroaded by these evil forces well, and taking stuff. Taking that it's like just... sanctimonious type attitude towards like this these justice warriors and everything like that that are kind of taking over TV and all these shows. Yeah, it's applying just to something funny. Mm -hmm. And I think it does it in a in an interesting way where you can see the humor in it, you know? Well, no, it was definitely... You have to, because it's, it's, it's drawn right on the side of the car. No, it was definitely played <laughs> for laughs, and, I mean, they did take that angle with uh, this kid, and I definitely call out, uh, call out his acting because I really brought him as just this kind of, like... Mm, needle-nosed, pencil-necked yeah. weasel who's trying to do the right thing, but he can't escape that like, the fact weasel, that I gotta like get the story weasel, at any yeah. cost, I don't care who I run over to do it right. type of sensibility, all in the name of justice and accuracy. He's and like a butthead. He's a guy, kid you would call a butthead. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? You Shove their head in a locker or something like that. He plays it perfectly. I actually, that's perfect. Yeah, he's a kid who, by all intents, should be, I guess, fairly popular. He's, you know, he's uh, he's involved in all the school clubs, and you know, he's even in that school uh, uh, newscast. But that's what makes him annoying. That's what makes him annoying. He, he's <laughs> he's the guy who gets the facts, and then they put him in front of camera. Yeah, uh, he's played by Tyler Alvarez. The character's name is uh, Peter Maldonado, and he did a great job embodying that. I'm really hoping that's yeah. not him in real life because you <laughs> poor sob. Yeah. 
Um, Sorry. Yeah, if, yep. if that is you. <laughs> <laughs> it's the story of Dylan, who's not a good kid. He's a prankster. He's a jerk. He pushes people around. He's not a bully, but he's the guy that the kid, that the students, that the students, that the um, the teachers have stories about. Because his brother was kind of a jerk, and his brother moved on and told him, you know what, man, now straighten up, fly, right? Get your life together, because when I was there, I raised hell. Yeah. But it's kind of too late for him, because the uh, faculty's already spread their rumors about him before so he got they, to school. So they already so have he, the target on, yes. the, on the back. So Correct. you see in the interviews in this documentary, uh, everyone's against him from the get-go. And that's why he was such an easy target for this particular act of vandalism. And the first person they went to, and they expelled him without any actual evidence. Right, but we get from this documentary that maybe he didn't do it, and well, that that's concept, how they build it up in these crime shows too. It's like this is a troubled person, you know. This one has every right to be guilty. That's a based new on past, actually. but based on past uh, experience, but yeah. that doesn't make him exactly guilty in this case. It doesn't, but that's a new innovation. That's from that's more and more been popularized by shows like Making a Murderer, yeah, and uh, and uh, I think Serial's the other one. Mm-hmm. But uh, I've been watching crime shows forever. I've been watching documentary shows for a long, long time, and this one takes this one very well. First of all. Um, this series is detrimented by the fact that they try to drag it out over a season when you so have eight, maybe eight episodes, right? It's eight, eight episodes, eight, eight, half hour each, so it doesn't seem very long, but um, its structure is its main uh, handicap because it follows the structure of a documentary. We have a lot of revelations, but a hook of the show is that all of this is playing out live. So while he's filming the different documentary segments, he's posting live to YouTube. So it's not a finished product. It's this week, this happened. This week, that happened. And that works against the general documentary, uh, um, I guess, tenet of get your damn facts straight. Right. So he's reporting, uh, okay, this happened, and then he'll find next week, oh, that was complete BS. Disregard everything we said and cited sources with and and, and such. Right. And it it took me out of it for... Or basic journalistic anything, you know what I mean? Well, it's like yeah. you kind of got to put the whole thing together before you present it. Or yeah, else, and it's you know, sold you're on... You're wrong, you're, you know, there goes your credibility. <laughs> it's sold on the concept of these are kids, but I'm like, you're, you, these are kids, these true. Are stupid kids. Well, not stupid. <laughs> Just inexperienced, I guess. Yeah, yeah in, in complete inexperience, but that's one thing I kept going back to, and once or twice is fine. That That is great, and that just makes for good filmmaking, because they're kids, you have them acting like kids, and it's written like something kids would do. Fantastic, but it's also advertising itself as a serious supposedly you know um docu- uh, documentary on whether or not this kid did it we're going to collect facts we're going to find truths and we're going to put together pieces great they're re-putting together the same pieces over and over again and the time in between them is tedious so you watch the first five minutes of an episode you watch the last five minutes of an, of an episode that's the necessary portion everything else is like slow building filler so that's like basically how to speed read by the way too you read the first paragraph and the last paragraph of every chapter and then you get the gist of it most likely so you, you don't want to apply that to a tv show because it no. doesn't say much for the series no and what gets me is people love this and i think that's also this like this is it's gotten rave reviews so far i've been checking out some of the other opinions Shows where opinions. people's tastes have gone. It's, everything doesn't have to be so great and groundbreaking, or whatever. They can't something needs to be good, like okay. Well, I think this you is know? <laughs> this is more along the lines of mimicking, um, mimicking the success of serial and the uh, and the formats yeah, of making know, a murderer. Definitely a send up of all that, but sure. for more of a Napoleon Dynamite point of view. Yeah, you know, it's 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 definitely that fair on like, well, this is a cheap little neighborhood thing, and and this is how they interact, and everyone hates each other, and they've got their petty squabbles, and we're going to publicize all that. 
But that's the, uh, when it stopped being a documentary and started being an actual drama program, and the last few episodes is where it got me. That's the uh, part that I'd recommend saying, okay, this is where you want to start the story because this is the real yeah. of this tale. And they show you how during the documentary, now we're getting facts and now things are coming out. And once you get past the tedium of each individual episode and you get the interesting part of the story, which you eventually do get to. I was, I'm not going to lie, bored for a lot of this because it's like, I understand everything in the first few minutes. Cool. What's next? Oh, you're going back over the facts. Oh, he's re-examining. No, he's not. They're just, okay. They're, they're just, they're going very slowly for, I guess, padding out reasons. Yeah. Uh, but after the documentary is where stuff really comes out, you get to see, and this was really great acting by the kids and less so uh, by most of the adults, but they're not really featured in this, so that part I understood. But I'm gonna call out the main, um, Jimmy Tatro, uh, Dylan Maxwell. Uh, he was the main focus of the documentary, and you get to see how his life is affected by this. He's uh, intending to go to a certain college, uh, how the community treats him after this, uh, people that could come to his defense, how his past affects their opinion, and whether or not they choose to help him. All that was very interesting, but it's all like gloss It's also over. high school, too. It is. No, very much so. And the acting was, was fantastic. I wanted to see more of that, and I got so little because most of it was on this investigation, which I think was, could have been the most interesting, but ended up being the weakest part of this whole series. The acting by the kids was spot on, and a lot of dirty laundry was aired, and then you got to see the aftermath of what happened. Well, you see that too, is like we said, with the kid's brother, you know what I mean? Yeah, it's like, yeah. I, I mean, I grew up in a small town in Vermont, and I know like certain families, like, ah, I don't trust that kid, his brother's a psychopath, you know what I mean? How that can be handed down. Mm -hmm. And you can be judged that way, especially by your teachers and stuff who have a bad association with you. Yeah, my short stint in the Burbs showed me that the teachers have their own inner, inner uh, I don't know, closed-in community. Right. Where once you're branded as something within that, like, that carries on for That's for definitely decades. like a generalization that's a Holds up for for any group for any location as well. Well, what's surprising you know, is when I got suburbia because it's a smaller community. I well, guess, elementary but. and middle school, like that was my world. But I I I went I moved back to the bigger city uh, for high school, and it was completely different. Like the teachers hated each other. They're like they've got their lives outside of school. They was just, they were they were there. Well, there's that, and like uh, the they didn't with bigger. Pizza. You know what I mean? There's less community, I guess. Yeah, that so too. Like, and this guy's just not doing his job. He doesn't give a damn. About yeah. So this focused on a lot of the faculty protecting each other and air and some of them airing each other's dirty laundry and a lot of shady, seedy stuff happening in the community. But it loses the documentary itself. And I mean, that's the documentary. If you're following that part, that's where the documentary itself uh, is less credible. Is less credible. As a story and as a series, American Vandal, it fails on that aspect because it focuses so much on being that mockumentary, mm. um, that pseudo serial, that pseudo yeah, uh, satirical send up. Yeah, yeah. That the concept of uh, well, it's still entertainment. I'm still watching this to get the story of these kids. It's not just about the documentary's over, the story's over because the documentary's over, but you still have two episodes to go. Yeah. You know, and the drama that they filled in there was the more interesting part of the start of the uh, the series. Because of that, honestly, I'm afraid I can't recommend it, and it kind of hurts to do this because it's a it's a production of mostly kids, and mostly kids that do good work. Their acting is good, but they're acting in a really shoddily put together story. Yeah, you know, and that kind of bumps me out. I'm hoping also because uh, Jimmy Ta Jimmy Jimmy Tatro, the kid who played uh, Dylan Maxwell, did a great job. You may recognize him as the um, 
uh, he was the red herring suspect in uh, oh um, in twenty one jump in twenty. This is the second 21 Jump Street. 22 Jump Street? 22 Jump Street? In 22 Jump Street. Uh, he's the kid that had the red mohawk that they thought was the original criminal. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah, yep. that guy. So yep. I'm really hoping that that's not his personality. I'm hoping he's like some Shakespearean... <laughs> no, I don't think so, yeah. Uh, I don't think it's like, like, you know, like Ivy way. League educated, upscale. Because he's, he's getting typecast as these, like, base, bully meatheads and i'm hoping that's not him because he plays it a little too well but i've got to <laughs> give maybe that's why yeah i got to give us a thumbs down and i was really hoping i wouldn't have to because it sounded like the most interesting thing in the world going in i'm like yeah. oh this is this is innovative yeah. as hell let's do it and then especially because netflix has been knocking them dead lately not 100 percent. uh but mostly but mostly so i got to give it a thumbs down it's um okay. it's an unfortunate thumbs down but that's what it is it is what it is but still people may want to check it out it's been getting a lot of positive reviews and everyone's really enamored with the uh serial-esque well i've mentioned that 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 show like 10 times already yeah but that's specifically what they were going for and it's got more of that more of that feel but that doesn't make it a good crime show Cool. To make it a crime yeah, show, yeah, I would or give it a, probably show. a thumbs halfway up. Yeah, but we can't do that. It's so, thumbs up or thumbs down. I, I got to make the it's, hard. It's yeah, it's you know. it's a binge worthy show. I think it's like eight, eight episodes, a half hour. I think. Well, you, you kind of have, so, have to. Like, if, if you, you have, try to, if you have the time, you know what I mean. And you're already sitting at home, you know, eating pasta and you got sauce all over your chest. Got Adam, you can do that. Watch it in good health, man. So give it a. I'll give it a thumbs up to counteract. You can't give it. You can't give a thumbs up to something you haven't seen. I've seen it. You haven't. That's what I'm talking about. You 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 did. Did you watch at the end? Yeah. You did? Okay then. Um, okay, I guess a thumbs up from a thumbs down for me, but a thumbs up from Adam. Did not I'm see only that saying coming. it to go against you though. Hey, look at that! I'll it's stop a, that. It's a thumbs that. up, thumbs down. Man, you weirdo. All right, well, okay, conflicting opinions here on the Geek Down. This has been the Geek Down here on WEMF Radio. Hopefully you are catching us also on twitch.tv slash thegeekdown. If not, you can jump on there and follow us, subscribe, all that good stuff. We're all over social media. You can find us on twitch.tv slash thegeekdown and watch the video. You can also see the videos then ported to YouTube. And, dude, we're on SoundCloud, iTunes. We are all over the mother. And if you go to Facebook, you can... Find us there and our shenanigans and antics. Join the group. You can also find us on Twitter. Man, you can't get rid of us. But for now, <laughs> yeah, for now, we're going to leave you. I don't know what that face Johnny's making, but it's frightening. All right, we'll catch you next. Next. Ah, ah, oh, I can't do the intros. I'm going to record this. Peace. Peace.